We're the Disciplined Stoners, and you're listening to the Chillinoise Podcast. So folks, you heard it. We've got guests. This is the Chillinois Podcast, and if you listen to this show, you know that we try to bring on thought leaders, artists, um, you know, figureheads in the cannabis uh, uh, culture. Um, you know what it is if you listen to the show, and if you don't, um, check out check out our former shows. We got a pretty yeah, our lineup's great. Um, I'm really excited for our show today because we're joined by the Disciplined Stoners. So, when Eleven, introduce yourselves to the audience of the Chillinois Podcast. And I got to say, ladies first. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, my name is Winnie and I'm one half of the Disciplined Stoners. We are the Disciplined Stoners. Um, and we are, we love weed, but we are mainly based in mindful work. Um, and focus our lives around staying in alignment and high vibration through various tools. That's yeah. pretty good. Am I, am, uh, do I go next? Yeah, I talk yeah about, you got like, it, my friend. And now I present digital <laughs> centers. Okay. Uh, DS was a way for us to share the conversations we were having that we were using to get into alignment. And between me and Wynn's audience on the social media from the art projects that we've been lucky enough to be a part of, we started sharing tidbits of this and it evolved into our passion for cannabis consistently having a role in fundamental changes in our life that led to better, more self-aware living. So the podcast is a manifestation of, of that. Awesome. Now, before we get into, because I, you guys have both kicked it off with a lot of things I want to talk about uh, where where can our folks that are listening um sorry I'm high already where can our audience find uh the disciplined stoners online bro we're also both super high too we right are, now. yeah and I'm rolling a joint yeah we're at instagram.com slash discipline stoners you can follow us up there and you can find the collection of our segments um but if you just search anchor or just on google discipline stoners it's i was so happy that we really are the only ones that found that name or capitalized on it or sat with it we really do rule the interwebs if you just search discipline stoners <laughs> but you Makes can find me 11 music e-l-l-e-v-a-n and you can find her winnie clark sweet w. well folks uh as you know we'll we'll put those handles in the podcast description so if you you just want to copy and paste it that link that he mentioned uh you can paste it into your browser their handles you can copy and paste it into your instagram app follow them support them they're all the i have to say you're wearing a shirt we're audio only on this show so folks can't see it but good vibes only and that's you follow winnie and 11 and that's what you're gonna get that's what i really like about you too and that's why i'm so excited for today's show um why don't i just start why don't I just start it out this way? Because I think this will set us down a path in, into a good discussion. And I realize that the way I ask questions sometimes is for comedic effect. 
What the fuck is alignment? <laughs> oh, thank you so much for asking that. Yeah. So alignment, <clears throat> the term comes as a verb from a channeler that we listen to called Abraham Hicks. They originated the term. It's totally coined by Jerry and Esther Hicks, but it's meant to guide you in the translation of the idea of a better feeling. So without the polarity of saying, don't feel bad or, or, or try and change, we say find alignment, meaning reach and find a better feeling thought and get in alignment with your higher being. So it goes with the idea that your, your physical body is a very small piece of the full manifestation that you are. You are a fingernail. You are the baby fingernail, your human body. The rest of your infinite spirit is still up there as part of nature. So this is the theory. And when the term alignment comes into play on a human third dimensional level, it means pay attention to how you're feeling and ascend into a higher alignment of a, a better feeling state. Yeah. Yeah. You got I anything don't. to add, Win? I, I really don't. I say, he fucking killed that. that one. <laughs> he killed that. So, um, I love that. How, you know, before we got on the show and started recording, you mentioned how cannabis has played a role in this, uh, this path, this journey, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to be too, like, cliche or cheesy when I ask this question, you know, but, um, yeah, tell us about how cannabis has played a role in your life and um, whatever whatever else is, you know, I guess initiated these uh, where you're headed. I think you know what yeah. I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, I think cannabis really like for me, it opened uh, doors to different neural pathways in my brain that I couldn't seem to get through in a sober state. And I feel like I'm I'm just a little bit more open to like esoteric ideas when I'm high, and 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 then and then once I I've experienced the idea, I don't need to get high to follow that pathway again. It's been created. So I think just for me, I was able to uh, observe my thoughts and uh, and pivot my thoughts when. Um, when I was going down a sort of self-sabotage road, gotcha. I, I kind of, I, I, with cannabis, I'm able to kind of intercept those thoughts and take a new path. And now I know how to do that sober, but I didn't necessarily know how to do that prior to my cannabis use. Yeah. That's, that's, what's awesome is when you learn to carry over those coping mechanisms into your sober lifestyle. Right? Yeah, it's the best. That's like, for me, that's one of the biggest healing properties of cannabis. Soothing. You, you know what's funny? I was just talking about this uh, the other day with, I think it was maybe Justine, my co-host, which she couldn't make it tonight. I, She's busy, busy woman, you know? So, <laughs> shout um, out Justine. But, uh, yeah, shout out to Justine. She's And folks, um, Justine is kind of like, I'm not saying she's doing her own thing, but I'm letting because like, you know, she wants to have her own types of guests on and stuff. So stay tuned for more episodes with Justine as the host of the Chill My podcast. So mm. nice. Uh, she's having I some ladies, that. ladies podcast. So for our lady listeners, you know, um, yeah, ladies and <laughs> cannabis shout out. But anyways, though, 
Um, I was talking about, you know, when I was on my way home from work, I like came up and the people were like going slow, you know, you know, after work traffic. And one of the thoughts that I had, and it sounds so cheesy, but I was like, just act like the way you think when you're stoned. I don't know how to like put it at, like, mm-hmm. yeah. in a way, but like yeah, channel that perspective. I just like smiled and sat back and just like, you know, I'm going to get home when I'm going to get home. It's like, it's a few seconds. These people are adding to my day. It's, you know, we all got to do the same thing. So, yeah. and uh, I don't know. Sorry if it, if that's a cheesy or whatever, but like, that's kind of the way I identified with what you just said. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really does. Like it is, it is a little bit cliche to say like it helps you slow down, but yeah. we are all going a billion miles a minute right now. Yeah. Like we are moving so quickly. We are evolving so quickly that I think it's very easy to forget to slow down. Yeah. And, and even more than that, I think there's um, sort of a trendy, uh, a, you know, way of life, this like hustler life that tells us that slowing down is only going to, um, you know, not benefit us. It's only, it's only going to stop us from our dreams. You work or... harder for the system if you are always in anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. So I think it's, it's cliche maybe to say, but only because it's very, very true and helpful. <laughs> yeah. What about well, you? What? How has cannabis played a role in your life? Well, I'm diagnosed Tourette's. So I straight up struggled with aggression and all the happiness you see transcended alchemy through the other side of fire. It's either this guy flipping tables in the middle of meetings because someone said the wrong thing and I've turned it on people or it's this guy being super fun and friendly and letting everything go because I'm high and it's all good. And then the dollars roll in <laughs> and then you're not getting kicked out of so places. So for, for you also though- I have a violent like, mind process. Think about how fast it, so this was a very grounding tool for me. Yeah. This was like very important for me to uh, find a sense of uh, a peace and relief from constant just shooting just shooting off like just and like physical things that I would do like Tourette's that would like just calm down and just like go away I started working out and smoking more weed and just went away I became a man here now with this plant well I think like you have vocalized this before and I don't mean to speak on your behalf but if, no. I think prior to your cannabis usage it was harder to compartmentalize things, right? So you like- It just, it, it was a waterfall of everything is like, start smoking weed, really focus on what you want to do, start to build self-awareness. Like everything was just like one thing after another. And the consistent practice I had that was becoming mindful was definitely, as you're saying, Cole, like you kind of learn to re-tap in back to that mentality or way, way that you were and it's just non-reactive like the plant lets you look at things from love and like not be so dominantly reactive and like don't need control so harsh (laughs) you know so it's 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 really freeing in that way and you know i'm i'm definitely leaving a bunch of stuff out that you know i think would probably be important 
Well, Winnie, bring up. An- another thing I like that you said, or at least a thought that maybe it triggered, was that, like, okay, so you were talking about the like the cope, how you slowed things down, which maybe allowed you to like process things in a more efficient manner, logical manner, however you want to say it. Um, I also like what I've found with cannabis is that it allows me to see things for like freshly. I don't know. Like I, like there was this one time, this is a, another like just weird abstract example, but, um, I was like looking at this tree and I, I, this tree has always been around my property and I don't know, there's that day it looked especially beautiful, like as if I've yes. never seen it before, you know, yes. and I, I don't really know how to like, uh, but, but that <laughs> happens like consistently across experiences. Like it feels like it's the first experience and it's like magical and it allows you to see it feel like another, from another perspective, you know, I feel you. It's like, you can get the honeymoon phase all the time because you're constantly changing perspective and I had moments on mushrooms like that where I looked at a tree 20 feet away and found it was glorious and then went up close to it. And I was like, whoa, I just learned a big lesson right there. Sometimes people don't want to get close to you because they don't want to inherit your problems and see how real it is. And then I stepped <laughs> back 20 feet and this tree just looked glorious just the way it was. And I couldn't smell it. And none of its branches were dripping on me. You know what I mean? Like I learned such a lesson just from the perspective that um you know natural drugs gave me <laughs> and then i brought it back into life yeah that's awesome that's awesome yeah, when it looked like you had something to say maybe um <laughs> oh sorry I, I didn't want to cut you off i didn't i didn't mean to like because sometimes sometimes i like just jump in as the host to fill dead air you know what i mean so i didn't yeah wanna... no for sure i do i probably did have something to say but I, I, do it all the time. I, I forget. I, another thing that I think is beautiful about cannabis is that like, I get so, I, I can become so present in conversation. Like I'm actually listening to what people yeah. are saying. Whereas like sometimes when I'm sober and maybe I'm feeling a little uncomfortable or nervous in any type of social situation, like, yeah, like I'll find goodness. myself self-talking and like, my head is nodding and it fully, I'm pretty sure people think I'm listening. Like I'm 99% sure people think I'm actually listening, but, uh, but you're, but you're not, like but I'm not. Yeah. It's, it's, and then, then I have to just fucking act my way. I've learned those skills, act my way into like either agreeing or, or feeling sympathetic in the situation. But I honestly have no idea what they just said. Whereas like <laughs> cannabis, right. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling them. I'm with the person. So I, I forget sometimes I have a thing and, but I'm still, I stay with that ride and then I forget. <laughs> it, it helps you reach flow state, which is really important for like living authentically. Cause if you use the synthetic imagination, you're always trying to retrace your steps of what you think, what the imprint told you your life should be like, and you're trying to recreate an idea. Whereas like if you're in flow state, you're in the creative imagination and you're like, this is beautiful. Like, I don't, I don't need anything really. Like this is so freeing. And then you can just create from your heart as opposed to try to invite your head all the time. (laughs) The head is great. I want everyone to work with their head while we're driving. I'm very grateful. I, I have my head when I know what floor I live on and I'm coming up from the parking group. The head's very thing. But when it comes to creating, 
I think it should be done with the heart, like, like a lot, like yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's, I mean, that's another thing too. Like, I, I feel like cannabis has helped me, um, actually like soften my logical mind and come more in tune with like my intuitive body. And like, because sometimes we feel things like that tell us to go do something and it doesn't seem logical in, or, or, you know, take a job that doesn't seem logical or quit a job that doesn't seem logical. Or become and an like, artist. How crazy is that? We felt it in our body. Like everything is saying yes, except sort of the constructs <coughs> that we kind of live in. Yeah. Um, and I think cannabis just helps you see that you don't have to, like, it's okay to make a decision and not try and validate yourself or get anyone else to agree with you or be best. on your side it's the best. or have evidence or facts to back up why you did it. <clears throat> and obviously not to hurt anybody. I always want to, I no, always want to cut Any stoner say, knows that there's no <laughs> m um, malice in, in that intention. That's just like, that's what I'm talking about when I say freedom is like, stop trying to adhere to this. Somebody else's implicated agenda. I don't care. Like, I don't know what's going, I don't know what your expectation is because I'm over here having a great time with <laughs> my intention and I'm, I'm down, like I'm down, like if you share it with me, you know, but everyone seems to be peeping the peripheral, worrying about what the next person thinks. I don't have time for that. I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm high and I'm focused on some fun shit. <laughs> hey man, well, cheers to that. What you smoking on over there, folks? Oh man, we got some uh, collab California that we're doing. It's, um, it's a Nepali OG crossed with a hash plant. Yeah. Whoa. It's really that nice. Sounds, that sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah. It, she's spicy. She has a lot of myrcene for sure. The terpene Whoa. flavors, like you, the the most primary terpene ones, like I don't know, there's top nine or whatever, like coriophylline, you know, all those, pinene yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. citronine. It's like they play the entourage effect, excuse me. Uh, they play the entourage effect and they determine your type of high, just like food determines how it like makes you full or affects your brain. It's like sure. pretty fascinating, the science of weed. Yeah, um, absolutely well said. I mean, yeah, that shit's deep. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I just want to give you a chance. You got a book coming out? I mean, what the fuck? <coughs> Bro, <coughs> I He's do. <coughs> I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Hey, man, it's the Chillinois podcast. Where you, our guests are used to it. They're coughing right now, too. Sponsored know? by cough. <laughs> <coughs> My dude, I have a book coming out. It's called STFU, Thoughts and Feelings. Written by Eleven, you boy. And... um it's my first book and I didn't see it coming, but I had a couple friends suggest that I should do it. So I decided to give myself the time of day when I was actually on set of Winnie's movie that she was shooting. Whoa. I was a handler for Ralph. Ralph was in the movie. So I was chilling out a lot of the day, like six eighths of the day. I just had to chill and be there. Right. And I got I to that's I hear that's what, what move, shooting movies is like when you probably can speak to this waiting around a lot <laughs> for a yeah. or whatever. It's a team sport. 
the yeah. crew and the cast, the crew and the cast, it's like football, offense, defense. Right. You're like, like literally you're on the bench half the time. And then the rest of the time you're on the field, it's like stop play. There's like that much action. <laughs> That's the, like football and film is fucking so similar. Yeah. Yeah. Field goal um, team, special teams, come on out. All right. All right <coughs> offense, defense. Yeah. Exactly. So that would be like special cam operator, Russian arm crane shot. Mm-hmm. Get it done. Wrap location. Move on. Yeah. Where's the Wranglers? Fuck man, film is sick. So the book, <laughs> I was I was hanging out on set and I had her laptop and I said, let's do it. So I actually wrote this book on set and it tells my story passively, very passively, just using valuable chunks of people that I've gotten to meet and who have become really famous and what just they were like. Like, you know how Napoleon Hill, <clears throat> wrote thinking grow rich because he interviewed a bunch of millionaires and he interviewed a bunch of super broke people and then just looked at the common things between them. So I look at my life experiences like that. I took the same kind of implicated model of just like comparative thinking, A, B, A, B. What was the difference in this experience? You had knowledge of what, why did you do this better? Why did you make money with this song, but not this song? And just look, and, and why did this guy become famous? And he wasn't that talented but why didn't this guy become famous and he's so talented what what did they have or not have so i use my real world experiences and i just put them in this kind of new age thought way and the book has a lot of suck up and take it man it's not for victims it's not for a victim mentality it gets you where you need to be to be effective um it can be very healing but it's it's very raw, um, but it's also polite because I am Canadian. So thank you so much for 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 giving me the time to rant on that for a minute. I, yeah. I it's actually the first time I've done that outside of like just yeah off air. Thank you. Sure. No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Winnie, do you have any projects that you like to share? I mean, I I like I know that you guys do the discipline stoners together, but I just wanted to give you a moment if you had anything to share. Thank you. I mean, you can. Um... Uh, if you're in North America, you can Google or no, you can search my name on Prime and like, I don't know, like five or six movies will come up that you can watch. She's all watch. over Amazon Prime. Whoa. <laughs> We're going to yes. do that. Tonight. Um, Justine and I are going to connect later. You know, she's, she'll be back later tonight. She's helping her friends with some cats. She's our cat lady, residential cat lady. Nice. Oh. Lady, everybody. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we, so we uh, love cats. Yes. Um, uh, <coughs> anyways, uh, we'll definitely look that up. So that that's awesome. Um, any anything else? I didn't mean to cut you off to say that. I felt like that wasn't important oh. to cut you off for. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm just I'm in between acting jobs right now. I'm working at uh, at a sweet pot shop, and I'm doing this. So like that's awesome. That's, yeah. Cool. That's where is, I'm at. What's it like working at a pot shop in uh, the old Canadian? Dude, <laughs> she's the GM of like the best independent shop. And by the best, I mean, it won the award for ad can. So it's like all the corporate markets with their storefront branding and shit mm-hmm. did not compete with the independent design. So it's like a litty little independent shop in the hood, right on the cusp of, of ball the neighborhood and fucking crack town. And she's wow. the GM and she curates. I'm sorry. I talk for you. I get excited for you. I'm so excited that she's. <laughs> you probably go into more detail. I mean, you already did go into much more detail than I would have shared. Um, I think. <laughs> 
I think that um, it's interesting right now because it's great. Like I, we opened up last June, we just had our one year anniversary um, and it's been really great. And they made it and they're doing good. We're, yeah, we just are focused on like a friendly environment. So there's actually no product on, on the floor. We just want to talk to people and see what they're nice. looking for and, and want to educate people the best that we can. Um, obviously we have to be like a little bit like the language around, um, cannabis in sales and marketing right mm -hmm. now is, you literally can't say anything. You can't say that it like will help you at yeah. all. Yeah. So it's for is that a regulation? Yeah, like yeah. you'll get dinged and fined and possibly shut down. Like you can't enforce any positive commercial marketing about cannabis whatsoever. Yeah, like we were gonna have this neon. So can sign. you be like this? Can you? Sorry, I'm just trying to be funny. Can you just be like this? This is horrible. This is. <laughs> Do negative campaign yeah. i think so i think you're saying i think that's what they want you to do yeah um you're saying yeah, that was gonna say something, something like, like be the successful stoner your your mom didn't know existed yeah or your, something mom, like your parents that. didn't know your existed parents. or something like that yeah and uh you couldn't say we successful allowed. we were we weren't we weren't you couldn't you imply you in, in, yeah exactly that you can be successful in a stoner so yeah. we're well, standing we're standing strong on a big fuck you to those people. Of course not. That's maddening. Why would a stoner ever be successful? Ever, oh, so many. Like it's the pre It's not like the former president of the United States, not Donald Trump, of course, uh, <laughs> smoked weed when he was growing up or anything. Yeah. You know, it's not like he called himself the, what was it? I, I'm not trying to quiz you guys in Barack Obama right now, but I mean, he said, they, he said, uh, they said, did you inhale? And he said, well, that was the point. Nice. I mean, yeah. so, uh, well, yeah, that's, that's see, we point, will make right? you honest and successful. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. So, and Anyways. the way that it worked in Ontario anyways, that's where we're based is they started out by, um, like creating a lottery for, uh, stores to be able to open up. So you'd apply to this lottery and then they did one lottery. And then a couple months later, they were doing a second lottery. Extreme limitation on these licenses, like yeah. bullshit scarcity. And they were causing sell-offs and just whatever. Hey, that's what's <clears throat> about to happen in Illinois. Yeah, for time. sure. But these guys stayed open for a whole year paying rent on their lease before they could sell a single joint. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Sounds about like what people are doing in Illinois right now. Yeah, people are losing money. And uh, I mean, we just, uh, this this episode will be streaming at a later date. Uh, but um, yeah, folks have probably heard by now that we had people talking about, um, it's exactly what happened in Canada. So that's really interesting yeah. to hear. Well, um, then they, so they, the, they, they, it kept evolving anyway. So the first two lotteries, um, yeah. only like, I think three stores popped up in Toronto in the, the first, uh, first lottery. And so they got so much money. Like these first three stores were fucking like making money off. off of from the very beginning. Cause everyone was like, weed is legal and we can buy it now. And we're going to, and this is the only place that we can buy these three places in Toronto. And even compared, <clears throat> if I may just interject for a moment, compared to even how good the weed is now, just like a year after or a Two year years. or two after market, 
it's yeah. so much better. Yeah, for sure. The Wii when it first so came shit. out was trash. Yeah. <laughs> Across the board expectation, because it was so dry, because they had put it all on hold for two or three years for this yeah. legislation garbage. So they were like, we can't throw out this crop that's front of the line, ready to go. So sorry, Chicago. You're going to have to smoke some shit weed for like six months at least. But keep buying and keep supporting because it gets better. Did you say Chicago? Sorry. <laughs> What what did you mean, Illinois? Yeah. yeah. Did you mean? <laughs> well, Chicago works. I well, mean, a lot of our listeners are from yeah, Chicago. Illinois. That's where most of the stores are. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. <laughs> okay. Um, and, That's okay. the central okay. focus when I think Illinois. Though. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Uh. And then so. Sorry then to all happened. the small towns in Illinois that should learn some more. And and then they created um. Like, if whoever was ready to open could, could open so that's that's mm. when we opened that was about a year later and then but there was because of covid if you was- survive the drought that's a fucking power move that's strategy that's the <laughs> art of war this shit is chess not checkers okay so then and so then a few stores po- started popping up uh last year around J- this time last year um which was necessary because it was now finally the market was kind of dispersing between other stores um and then now that our regulators um the alcohol and gaming commission decided since last uh november that they were going to be giving out licenses for 80 stores a week to open up in Ontario. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so now it's just like because of COVID, like retail stores have gone out of business in downtown. It's like Toronto, Starbucks, dude. And it's like so weed much. shops everywhere, and people are like, "Fuck this! This is horrible!" Like, there's four weed shops in just like a tiny vicinity, and people are pissed that these independent other retail stores are gone, and and that weed has come in. So, and like uh, so many of these shops aren't going to make it. Like, we're we're counting on it, actually. You know, <laughs> like so it's it's pretty insane. It's a wild industry. It's exciting yeah. though to be in. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. That's that's a crazy crazy like uh thing to hear about because like i say it, it's sounds like what we're what we're in for here in illinois yeah. so very timely that you're bringing this up and uh yeah do you have any words of advice for consumers that are gonna be especially like medical patients for example that are gonna have to possibly go through a transition like that especially since it sounds like you're maybe a wellness advisor or bud tender i hate it so much (laughs) bud tender yeah yeah that's such a shitty term but honestly this place that i just ordered from uses that term bud tender they're like your bud tenders preparing your order now i think a lot of people like it but yeah yeah, they don't use that term at all i don't i also don't know like for our (laughs) medical like more so she's a a meditation guide guider (laughs) for the people that i've spoken to who switched over to recreational uh purchasing from medical in canada they weren't receiving a lot of education anyways like i don't really know 
like how they're being prescribed to be totally honest, because it doesn't sound like they really know what they're searching for. And it doesn't sound like their doctors are really pointing them in any direction. Interesting. So is it, it, because in Illinois, they make the fine distinction to say it's recommended, not prescribed. Is it, and I don't don't know if like, you know, if you would be the, like, if you would even know this, but like, is it prescribed and how does that work in Canada? Do you have like an allotment that you can buy a month or a week, a week or whatever, or a day? I don't know. Yeah. As far as I know, it is like, it's a medical card uh, that like you need to get from like a special doctor. (laughs) Um, and then once you have that card, it's actually, the allotment is quite a bit, I wouldn't know the exact numbers, but I know our, our friend, Chris, like he's allowed to grow a shit ton, like shit ton, an insane amount. Condo Chris. Yeah. Yeah. He has chronic pain. He is. Yeah. He has a lot of pain, but he's allowed to grow like, and he makes a uh, lot. He he, he has this press and he makes a, ah, distill it out of it. It's I seen him do it. Man, I'll send you man. a picture of me, bro, with these bricks of weed that he has in there that he squishes and just makes right stuff. squishes. That's called rosin for people that are wanting to look it up. R O S I N. Yes, that's right. It's really rosin. cool. It's a solventless concentrate. There's not a lot here in Illinois right now. Is there a lot of rosin available yeah. on the in the Canadian? Yeah, now now there is. Just recently. On the illicit market, or on the what do you call it? The legacy market. Legacy. On the on the legacy market that is more popular are you doing uh, a call back to our episode on the american slacker podcast <laughs> hey now yeah we are i have to give a shout out to our friends yeah so, yeah thank yeah, you for introducing them. us shout out guys no uh, yeah yeah shout out shout out to the american slacker podcast check them out um folks if you listen to the most i think two recent episodes which this was recorded on 618 so if you're looking back that's approximately when those episodes were released. Um, Justine and I are actually on some of their little ad spots, so <laughs> a little bit, a bit, a little bit of chill and oh, flavor. That's fun. Most recent, <laughs> I uh, like that. American Slacker that's Podcast, awesome. yeah. So, yeah. So, um, tell me, who do you guys have guests on your show? Um, I've watched like a few episodes, but have you ever had like? Yeah, guests? we just started having guests. We, um... Our first guest was my buddy, Humble the Poet. He's a fascinating dude, author. And I've just been kind of like yourself, like trying to provoke thought leader in deep conversations, creative artists and people I'm impressed with or feel uh, share a similar passion line. So we've just been inviting them on. And as well as people who are in the cannabis business or business and stuff like that, that shit is interesting too. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. That was great. Okay. But you had more to say though about guests. It's new. It is new for us, and it feels great. Hell yeah, yeah. I guess it, it's uh, it's it's. I am looking forward to trying out guests in person, and I need to get my passport so I can come up to Canada and we can have a session. That would be yes, so bro. Thousand percent, dude. Get your passport. Do you, we're gonna have you here. We'll do a Toronto fucking location. We'll do one for you and one for us. Hell yeah, that'd be so cool. Um, how are things in Toronto? Is it? It seems like it's a cool place, dude. It is the standalone culture city of Canada, in my opinion. In terms of 
being bold enough to compete with an American type reputation as yeah. far as like big cities go. Um, there's a lot of beautiful stuff in Canada, like St. John's, Newfoundland, Vancouver, like these are beautiful places, but like they don't have this ginormous city um, camaraderie or I don't know, there was a seed planted a long time ago and it grew into something, you know, there's just this powerful wave that that is very present in Toronto. So I love it. I got to really grow up in my career in brand here. So I got schooled in many different ways here. And now I school in many different ways. here. <laughs> so I love it, man. And yeah, most people that live here will tell you that like, there's a type of magic that you get in the summertime specifically in Toronto, that will will carry you through the horrific winter you forgive <laughs> it's like someone who buys you things but also beats you it's like what the fuck you know that's a really that's a toxic example yes. but i'm saying like it's so good that it, it makes you forget although it's wearing thin mm -hmm. on us we're coming up i'm coming up on 10 years almost yeah so i'm coming wow. up on 10 years here so that's my turnaround time so my time with Toronto is coming to kind of a holistic gratitude bow. And like, you'll always be a home for me, a home, you know, but my time I've spent in Los Angeles, I feel just as at home or more at home at this point in certain ways. What the hell are you doing in Los Angeles? Bro, I'm down there making music. That's that's how I've sustained releasing so much music over the past couple of years is giving myself these two or three months trips where I go to LA and make as much songs with as many incredible LA based people as I can. And it not only kept my music strong, but it kept my relationships and my network strong there. So I still feel in the flow of LA and Shout out D Sharp, who was just on the Migos album. What? Culture what? 3. What? Yeah, man. Momo. <laughs> Momo. <laughs> Momo. That's an ad lib from uh, Takeoff, I think, does that one. Yeah. I think I just heard my first Migos song today that I've ever been aware of. And I was in, I was at work. And you were getting it. Right? I, was, you were like, I was lit to it. I was like, these ad libs are insane. <laughs> They're they are the kings of that. Uh, yeah, Future kind of did it before them consistently. It all started with Versace, Versace. And it's just like that same flow. Versace was like the peak zenith time of the popularization of that. But like Future had been doing that since early Drake. She get in the whip and it said, Absolutely. A minute bit of the skirt. Like that's like straight up future. That's but that's Atlanta. So it sounds like Atlanta. That's what that is. That's yeah. like smooth gentleman cadence of Atlanta. <laughs> Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I love people that I love Atlanta music. Yeah, dude, it's strong. Um, Russ Russ too is repping there. I mean, that was CeeLo. Like he was part of the the dungeon family with Outcast. And so was Future. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm trying AT to think. Aliens. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, America. yeah. So many good things come out of that. Oh, man. I mean, Kanye West came out of your state. That's fire. Really? I'm so high. I didn't even know. <laughs> I guess Chicago. Yeah. Does it, yeah. Does Chicago. Chi Town. And, and gotcha. Common, too. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Ludacris was actually born in Champaign, which is where I used to live. 
um, with Justine. Oh, wow. So, oh. Yeah, he moved to Atlanta shortly after, of course, yeah. you know, but fun fact, little Illinois fun fact. <laughs> Love the fun fact. Dude, how long have you been doing the Illinois podcast? It's a good question. Uh, I think it's coming up on a year maybe now. Um, honestly, I have no idea. Let's see. <laughs> I can answer that question for you. Well, what episode um, is this? This, I, you That's know. That's how I tell. Um, <laughs> I'm on episode 44, and I know that there's 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. Well, I I number it weird. I I release our conversations as numbers. So if I have a guest on, that's a numbered conversation. So folks, I don't know if you've picked that up yet. I've not really shared that. If I have somebody else, uh, it's a numbered it's a numbered episode. If I am just on here ranting like a crazy person, I just come up with a title for the episode. But it looks like the first Chillinois podcast came out a year ago. Uh, not not like today, but uh, some sometime a year ago. So that's awesome! Congrats, congrats, man! That's big stuff, yeah. dude. Keep it going for a year. Power to you! I love it, man. You had Tommy Chong on your first year in operation. Nice. <laughs> yeah, dude. What Tommy the was... fuck, dude? I love that episode. He talked about how he had a fine time in jail. I listened to the whole thing. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> thank you thank you for listening man that yeah it was a really cool conversation i actually was just talking to uh tom like tommy and his people the other day um we're thinking about having him back on the show so folks like if i haven't said that yet there there that is so send your, <laughs> send your questions if you want uh, us to ask tommy chong but hey how long has the discipline stoners been going on dude we just dropped i don't know if the time's gonna drop or line out for when when it was but sure we are we are if i can reveal we, we're in the middle of june right now if i may reveal that we're in yep. the middle of june and we are on episode we just dropped episode 44 today hell yeah yeah Fuck yeah yeah Fuck so we're, change our cover. we're right behind you it's 44 is the last one so we we've been changing covers every 11 episodes Okay, cool. Yeah, I get my it. name's Eleven. Yeah, hey! and then so tomorrow, meaning in a week, but tomorrow's episode, like episode forty-five, is going to be a new cover. And for the first time, I don't have one. We don't have one. Well, yeah, I have. Send you, I'll just send you a picture of me. It's all. <laughs> Please, let's do that. I love your cover, man. The the guy, the fucking bag of weed and smoking. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, our our friend Chili, Chili from Chillinois. So uh, oh, cool guy. Um, so uh, that's that's cool as hell. Um, God damn it, I, I'm so fucking high. Um, Congrats! This is great. what ha- this, this is what happens. You know, you lose your train of thought. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's okay. Oh man, no fuck. Me too. I was just gonna say something. I forgot it. Hey, I got a question for you. What What are some of your goals with the Discipline Stoners uh, podcast and and the the thing that you're the thing that you're doing? I I mean, you you spoke about alignment earlier, but do you have any other big picture goals for how? Uh, yeah, you get what I'm asking. I definitely do see the community of the Discipline Stoners growing into like a self-healing mechanism there's people having conversations in the comments that are like 
really nice, like cathartic mm -hmm. sharing moments. And we get DMs from people and we incorporate it into the show. And I see it as a growing community. And then eventually, because uh, like I'm a musician, so I'm accustomed to, I'm going to be touring my life. That's just how it goes. Like at least once a year, you go somewhere and you do your thing. I wanted to start doing that with the podcast and win and holding mindful workshops as we've held here in Toronto, where I do flow state exercises as I have as tools as a music producer. And when has the actual science and the actual uh, guided meditations, uh, you know, some structure for people uh, for these workshops for just health and wellness and mindfulness and giving yourself that time and finding the discipline. So I want to help just expand that energy in the universe. That's my intention for the podcast. Mm. Okay. So beautiful. Thank yeah. You. Well said, man. I will say 11 does all of the work for this podcast. Like I haven't said that before. I haven't said that on the podcast, even he does all of it. And that was actually part of our agreement going into this because I do like a billion and two things. And that's my own journey that I'm working on. <laughs> but I, I was like, if we're going to do this, like I can't commit to helping you very much with like the back I'm honestly just better it. at the production side of things too, because I am a full-time entrepreneur, like creative freelancer. So like, it just makes sense. It's like, who's going to lift this 50 pound thing, this Jack dude, or this little old lady. It's just like, of course I will do it. But sometimes having a partner on board is valuable too, for sure. So yeah, thanks no, for sharing absolutely. that. It's embarrassing because yeah. it tells everyone how much I want it. Yeah. And it seems desperate. It's I, not true. I think also though, what that has given me is a lot of non-attachment. And so again, we get high and I, I get a better version of her. Honestly, I, I don't want the stressed out producer version of you. Yeah. Like I, I need the chill high winning. So. But even in conversation, like I literally forget sometimes, not when we have a guest on, obviously, but <laughs> like when him and I are in conversation i honestly sometimes forget that we're recording it yeah because i'm sure. just having such a good time and so i think for me at this point with our podcast uh setting any type of goal is actually more limiting to me instead of just being present with it and enjoying it as it's happening um which is really great because i don't have a lot of that in my life like i i'm an actor and I want that so, so bad that I'm always choking it to death. <laughs> whereas, yeah. whereas this podcast, I think has a lot of room to breathe and grow because I'm less intense about it. Well, you fucking, I like, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, people have asked me what my goals are with this and what I'm doing with this. And, you know, do I want to do that? You know what? Yeah. All those types of questions. And I'm just like, Look, I'm I'm taking life second by second. I always say I've got a squirrel brain, so like you know, I'm just people can't see, but I'm just like, you know everywhere. I'm fucking ADHD, ADD, whatever it is. Uh, that's something's wrong with my brain. Um, and uh, we're right. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you meditate? Uh, from time to time, you know. Yeah, I if get you about it. 
if you increase that, you'll increase the focus of your neural pathways and therefore your depth of focus will en enhance naturally. Yeah. Um, breathing has helped me a lot too. just breathing. yes. Cause uh, sometimes I find it's like a, you, all of a sudden you're not breathing, but when I want to return back to what you said, cause I, I, you know, hi, forgot it. Can you rephrase what you said? Cause I really identified, Oh yeah. Not setting goals and not limiting yourself. Mm -hmm. I just, that was, that was really uh, that I identified a lot with that. Um, and I think it's yeah. like important for people to, to try to do that themselves, you know, um, definitely and I think, go ahead. No, I think sometimes goal setting people set like they, they sell themselves short with goal setting. They, they yeah. limit themselves to Don't what they, they think enough. that they can achieve. And then, you know, it's, it's even more heartbreaking if that doesn't happen, but it's, it's less rewarding if it does. So, it, you know, I think, yeah, I think I'm at a really good place with the podcast where, and I'm lucky enough because Eleven's willing to do the, do all of the work. Nice. That <laughs> I, I, I am lucky enough to be able to look at it like that. So I recognize how lucky I am. I appreciate it. Hell yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Like I say, I just, I want folks to check out what you have going on because I like the dynamic you two have and the insights you share and the vibe of, of the entire podcast. And, uh, you're so, like I say, your social media following, I, I just, like you said, yeah, I, I'll say it again. People can't see your shirt right now. 11, <laughs> but, uh, Good vibes only. Yeah, appreciate yeah. you, man. Yo, yeah. I love your we energy also, too. We also want to clarify that, like, as much as we are good vibes only, we also promote all emotions all the time. Yeah, no toxic positivity here. Yeah. But, like, we definitely oh, yeah. will look fear in the face with a smile. That's the trick. That's like, it's not turning away from fear. It's like, hi, right? you know, it's like, what's up? Like I call my brand at the core, the 11 brand is, is, uh, I say aggressive positivity. It's aggressive. Yeah. It, it's like oh, aggressive, yeah. but it's like a positive flip and it shows that you don't have to hide who you really are. Like go ahead and dance, you know, go ahead and do all the sure. do all the fun shit like you know like it's almost like this sporadic impulsive energy has been outcasted as wrong because it has been seen manifest as violence so frequently because those right. often in possession with a lot of energy get condemned in school early on so they feel like they're wrong i mean myself you feel like you're wrong you feel like you're bad and then you end up kind of taking it out on people. But then it's like, don't lose the impulse of this life force you have in you. Don't trade that in. This is a secret power. This is a great tool. But learn how to focus your scope on like what will create some goodness in your experience as opposed to trauma. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well said, man. I, you know, you're on a whole different playing field. Like you said, it's like you brought up fucking moving around in three dimensions, and it's like I, you're just obviously. <laughs> <different>. like, 
This is what we does, kids. <laughs> oh, bless you. You're awesome, bro. Fuck. Well, hey, it's. Uh, I know it's late over there. It's late over here. I've had a really good time, and I want to do this yes. again. Um, and of course, like I say, come up to Canada now that things are starting starting to slowly but surely come back to normal. And uh, I think it'd be cool to to see Toronto and and do it with some awesome Hondo people. Hondo P, man, so, we'll make it happen um, for sure. Hell yeah! So um, I want to, as just kind of our closing conversation, um, you're so Winnie. You're uh, an actor, actress, however you want to say it. Um, how else would you describe yourself professionally? Um, well, I also, prior to uh, managing this uh, shop, I taught uh, yoga and um, hit for like eight years and managed a studio in downtown Toronto. So I also have that Whoa. in my background. That's cool. And eleven, uh, how would you? How else? Like, if you, if we, I mean, I've, people have probably picked it up already. You're in the music industry, but how would you describe yourself professionally? Uh, people pay me to be cool. <laughs> That's not wrong. People pay me to go to their parties and be cool. <laughs> no, dude, I'm dude. I'm a dork, man. I mean, I, that's true too. That's not untrue what I just said, but that's like ten percent of the time. He makes parties better like i appreciate you thank you but listen i'm really i'm really <laughs> focused on my production that's what it is like every day all day treat it like a job i'm producing music i have a song for your commercial or your film or your anything i produce music all day long and i'm lucky to constantly be surrounded by artists who want to contribute to that so I just get a fresh take on it so frequently that it's like ever best. And so I'm just doing that. And then I also act. So I'm a musician, that freestyle guy and producer music. And uh, also I get cast in films and shows sometimes. And I love that. And when I improvise everything, it's so me, but when I get to fall into a character for a film or something, that's also really fun too. So. I'm hashtag art. Hashtag art. <laughs> What's that dog's name? That's Ralphie. Ralphie. He's an actor as well. He was in the movie uh, that one of the movies on Amazon Prime. Gotcha. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna ask Ralphie to describe him or herself or however they identify. Um, <laughs> you want to do uh, Ralphie? Um, um, I'm an actor. Here, I'll do Ralphie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the cutest dog in the world. <laughs> Aren't you, Ralphie? I'm just fucking around. He's, I'm, just, I'm just torturing the people. They want to see Ralphie. He's now. so, so now you cute. Need to, so sorry. You need to post Ralphie on your social media so that people, when they follow you, they can see Ralphie. Yeah. People, everybody deserves to see Ralphie. Uh, so you sent me that video earlier, 11, and you were like, you're like walking and you're like, Ralphie, come. And you just see over the shoulder, Ralphie. She's like, dee, 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 dee. <laughs> Yeah. He's so cute. He's a, for those listening, he's a Pomeranian Jack Russell and the Jack Russell is so dominant and he knows we're talking about him right now and he's making eye contact with me and he's just a sweet little guy and he listens and he's off leash. He's been off leash since he was six months old and he's just the most confident little beautiful burst of sunshine and he makes so many people smile. He has his own moments and agenda and I'm just there to walk off leash with him and help bring those moments to life. He's the best. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, um, 
I want to give you both the chance to give like maybe a final word. Uh, any any final thoughts about anything? I mean, or any words of wisdom or resources that you po- can point people towards? I don't know. I'm just throwing a lot of things out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it, to just keep it short, if if you've ever thought about meditation, I don't force that anything on anyone ever. Like I'm not like a cannabis is for everyone person or an anything is for everyone, but I really strongly believe that meditation like can only benefit everyone. Um, and it's just been such a game changer in my life. So if meditation is calling you, don't wait, try it, go get a free app, go to, go to YouTube, go to Discipline Stoners. We have meditations on our podcast and start meditating because It'll, yeah. it will change your life. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. I uh, I want to say thank you on behalf of the community, you know, the, the cannabis culture. Um, you know, like you're setting aside time in your day to try and share lessons that you've learned. And I don't know of, I can't think of a better way to like, you know, like they're, you know, that's a really good way to spend your time, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So thank you on behalf. Oh, thank you, you, brother. Man, so welcome. It's our pleasure. Yeah. We've done uh, affirmations and meditations now as part of the podcast. And like, I listen to them. It works. I wouldn't give you all anything that I don't do as well, (laughs) but dude, thank you so much. You're having such great conversations too on this podcast. I feel very blessed to be a part of it and i love your comedy man you got like you got no floor to your shit like you're just like swift and you twist it it's fucking awesome man i love it (laughs) have you ever done stand-up what's that from or are you just like because i love stand-up and i hang out with a lot of stand-up comedians uh and i'm too fucking scared to get on stage oh that's so (laughs) funny yeah i need to do it though i'm i write things down all the time um and i even record stupid ideas you know when i (laughs) get stoned i always tell my friends that are comedians like i'm a wannabe comedian and we'll fuck around and stuff um the thing is i just i don't know i i look up to my my friends like i don't think i could do i have to respect the art and i you know what i mean no that sounds like self-limiting bs you should totally do it because you're funny and you can contribute to people because think about how many people have (laughs) like a shy nature and don't have the confidence to do it but they could contribute to the world and like break a lot of tension i think your comedy is good you should share it but whatever i'm a gaslighter no thank you i i mean i i told myself when things were going back to being normal that i needed to do my do it so I think um, you're funny as fuck. Yeah, you do. You, you should do it. Do Winnie that. struggled with the same thing that, and stand up. And then she, now she's done it like 10 times. Really? Yeah. yeah. Winnie, what the fuck? We got to talk about this <laughs> before we go. Can you, do you have a second to tell us like, when did you start stand up? Um, I guess I did my first show like maybe three so years awesome. ago, like in 2018 or, or maybe even at the end of 2017. Yeah year of 2017 um i did my first like uh open mic she brought fans fans showed up because she tweeted it and the other comedians were like holy shit yeah there's people who aren't other comedians here yeah 
Yeah, I brought like 10 people because I'm the type of person that needs like fake laugh. Like my friends were going to hook me up with some laughing if I wasn't actually funny and I needed that uh, cushion. People are so cute. Friends come and laugh. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah, but actually, nice. I love yeah, it. it went really well. I didn't eat that day. I probably shit about like seven times. <laughs> like I was not, I was, I was so nervous. And honestly, dude, like this, this whole time too, I have same thing. Like I write down things and I've just been like working up the courage to actually write like a five minute set that I'm going to do when, when things open up again. Um, but it, I have turned a corner with it, though. I will say, like, for the first time, I'm not afraid to bomb. And I think actually cannabis has something to do with that as well. Like it's because there's I've learned that, like, there's such value to be had in like all of the sensation that we have in our body. And we definitely like disconnect from it because we we for some reason don't want to feel the like amount that we can like we're we're just almost like more too powerful for our own good yeah. <laughs> or something um mm -hmm. so for the first time i'm i feel the thrill of it i feel the thrill of bombing at looking at an entire crowd and being like <laughs> I, I really need to leave <laughs> that's funny though do you understand how that's bruce lee's be like water for sure don't give right. a fuck yeah i'm more at home up here than you can be in your seats that's the only Hell question. Yeah. Am I more comfortable with this mic and lights than you are sitting there? I guarantee you I am. I will hang out right. here in silence all night. That shit will crack people up. You can't lose if you're not scared. The only time you start bombing and people don't want to look at you anymore is when you're an anxious wreck. And scared. Yeah, yeah. when you go up there and you're scared. Because yeah, That's one of the things. Trust. This is all trust. Focusing is trust. That's why authority needs to be so thorough with everything because people need to see the steps played out. So you commanding respect on the mic, on whatever platform, whether it's music or stand-up or hosting or whatever, can you trust to lead? Give them an opportunity to trust you. Just give them like one or two reasons. Just ground yourself. That doesn't even have to be funny, those grounding things. Then you can get to the funny. But yeah. There's just like simple cruxes, but yo, you're funny. If you, if you ask yourself, Cole, to like be at the end of your life and be like, oh man, do, do I wish that I would have just done stand up? Then you got to just go do it. <laughs> you will. You know you will. You're just yeah. going through that time where you're like, I uh, know. So just keep, but just keep writing it and like keep writing it down. And like as soon, eventually, I don't think you should, I don't think we need to force these things. Yeah. This can be a year away. You know, oh, yeah. it's gonna be oh, two yeah. years away. Say, I'm if I haven't done stand up by 2023, I'm gonna fucking do stand up on January 1st, 2023. <laughs> that's sick. Like, that's cool. Because you oh, know, yeah. you'll probably do it way before then, but that's cool. Because then you know that January, you'll just find the next open no choice. Mic. Just walk in. <laughs> do you have any other? Do you have any other words of advice getting up there? You know, doing, uh, the, doing the thing. I started I at 16. Don't. Just be nuts. You just got to be afraid and do it anyways. Yep. Like I was right like the, the smell of my sweat 
like could have cleared out a room after I got <laughs> off that stage. Like I was the, the bot, my body was doing the craziest things and still did like after everything. And after the, my first like gig that I got, that wasn't a open mic. It was like, I was opening, I was the opener for a show. Um, I, that was, I, it was so powerful. Like the, the sensation was like so intense inside my body that I said, I'm not doing that again. Like I'm not doing that again. And it wasn't until COVID that I was like, oh man, I need to do that again. And also like unbeknownst to the audience listening now that thinks she was catching an open mic in between. This was the same year that you won like the Toronto actors monologue slam too. And like did like another like monologue slam. Like you were hitting mad fucking stages that year. What year was that? 2019? 2018. 2018? Yeah. Fuck. That's lit. That's so cool. Thank you for bringing that up. That's that's awesome that you do that. I didn't realize that. So. Yeah, it's fun. I like being funny. I want to make people laugh. <laughs> oh, it's sharing that connection too, you know? I used to do stand-up sets in LA with Chris Delia when I was like 20 years old. I was on the same bill as him like two or three times in LA. Delia. Delia, yeah, whatever. We always get his name wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Delia. <laughs> and like and like Paul Walter Hauser. I know. Like, man, there were some cool people. Like, he's a big time actor now, but he was doing stand up in LA in 2010, was that? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Stand up is fun as fuck, but that's cool. Scary. Shit. It's scary as it shit. It's really scary. You'd see people get coked up before their sets because they couldn't take the nerves or drink too much and just like uh -huh. bomb. And I think bomb. I thought too, like just really quick, I think I thought too that if people didn't laugh at what I had to say and I wrote it, I wouldn't be able to write things that they were going to laugh at. Oh. So just that was, that was just no really way. a scary thought to be like, oh my God, like what if my, what if, what if it's the thing that I want to do, like, and, and I really want to connect with people this way, like, what if I just can't, well, I'm not, I don't, I'm not good at it, but yeah. like, oh, well. <laughs> no, yeah, but that's not even, yeah, exactly. You have to get to, oh, well, you have to yeah. be like, oh, well, but then uh, like eventually you learn to, it's like, no, it was just that one joke. Like right. even like professional, like big, like the big touring comedians, they're doing like, 30 jokes a night at different clubs, right. testing which ones are the hottest, taking those, developing those, sitting with those for months, weeks, refining those. And that's what you're getting in the specials. The specials that you're watching are refined materials. Not every right. single one comes out like that. I mean, maybe Dave Chappelle literally shits, <laughs> Dave Chappelle shits comedy rainbow. Like yeah. he's like perfect. Yeah. He's a perfect comedian in my opinion. But other than that, you know, it's like this shit takes time to get your good tight five and get your tight 10 and get your tight 15 and then write another 15 because you know what that feels like. It's like these right. baby steps in the gradient of the art form, that's enough to keep you, you just focus on that. You think you got a tight five right now? Do it again. Run it right now. I bet it's three and a half. <laughs> yeah. Tighten up, baby. You know, cut that driftwood time. It can always get better. So oh, it's yeah. like that, that, if you're focused on that, you're almost like, oh, I can't believe I was worried about like looking stupid. Of course, if I look stupid, that'd be great. They'll laugh. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. As long as they're laughing, that, that fucking vibe. Might not be, they might not be laughing 
with you. They might be laughing at you. But Whatever. Like, as laughing. long as they're laughing. That's, still hey, a, that's, that's the point. That's, that's a still laugh. a, yeah. And that's an experience, I think, to to be had. I think if you're lucky, you get an experience yeah. like that. You, you yeah. abolish embarrassment then. You yeah. stare it right in the face and you have every reason to be embarrassed and everyone's opinion of you is just different than yours. It's the same yours. thing as like, like some people climb Mount Everest, some people do stand up, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you need a rush. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well feel said. Alive. Dude, thanks for hanging. This is fucking yeah, good Yeah, this times. is fun. This has been great. This has been great. Well, you folks got to stay in touch. We will too. We'll be in touch. Uh, keep okay. on keeping on. Well, we want to have you guys on our podcast, so let's yeah. do that next. Absolutely. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I'm let joking. us. Well, <laughs> absolutely not. No. Fuck no. Well, this will have the exclusive drop first, yeah. uh, and then and then we'll get you guys. Let me know the night that Justine is not. Yeah, we'll figure that out. We'll yeah, we'll definitely figure that, that out because we is. yeah we've got uh we've we've got Justine uh, hooked up to the digital schedule now, so we'll make that work out. So for, for yeah. sure. So. All right. Well, hey, folks, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, one more time, their uh, social media handles will be in the podcast description, um, as well as uh, uh, like the social media handles for the Discipline Stoners, but also for Eleven and Winnie uh, individually so that you can follow, support, connect with them um, and, and do that. You know, support your local artists. That's what this is all about. Um, you know, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> support your artists. You know, you know what it is. We, we're all about supporting people that create things. Uh, Winnie's a com- comedian, actor, check her out on Amazon prime. 11 is probably on all music streaming services as well as just check out his freestyles on Instagram. They're wicked crazy. If you get the <laughs> chance to check him out live, uh, come in with some ideas cause he'll fucking spit on him. He did it one time. I just came in and threw a few random words out and it was the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. So <laughs> um, Thank you, bro. Appreciate yeah. you. So one more time, folks, uh, it's 11 and Winnie Clark, uh, from the disciplined stoners podcast. Cheers. Chillin' away. <laughs> <laughs>